Welcome to another episode of Two, two Drinks Cinema. Cinema. Two brothers reviewing movies Jeez. two drinks at a time. Good evening, Brett. Good evening. Apologies, listeners. Uh, straight up, I have a cold. It's not COVID. It's not COVID. I've done rap tests three times in the last week, uh, and it is not the Rona again. It's just the cold, so I don't sound 100%. So any singing that is likely to take place during this episode will not be my best. Don't judge me. This week is The Bodyguard, and Brett has made a drink. Yep. I assumed the drink was going to be one part orange juice, seven parts vodka. Like he made in the movie. Yeah. Like he made in the movie. But the only thing she drinks in the movie is vodka and orange juice, to the point yeah. where tasting plain orange juice is disgusting to her. Yes, that's true. A uh, little well, bit of... With his... It's just fruit. Ew. Healthy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what have you healthy. made though? So it's obviously, called uh, yeah. the bodyguard. Oh right, okay, the bodyguard. It what, has what have we got? Muddled up strawberries. Oh fucking raspberries in it. Yep. Uh, it has a bit of honey syrup. So what is honey syrup that isn't honey? Honey syrup's honey syrup and not honey. Honey is what bees make. Yeah, but you know sugar syrup. Yeah, it's honey syrup. So it's like you put water and honey and then you make a syrup. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, lemon juice, orange juice, and of course, vodka. Okay. And this is called a The Bodyguard. It's called a The Bodyguard. All right. It's In a tall glass over ice. Lots of ice. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, that's nice. A bit tart. Yeah, maybe it's got too much lemon juice in it. It is quite citrusy and tart. But well, that is good. She is a bit of a tart. Oh, no, she's not. The sister is. The fuck the sister. Sister's a mess. Spoiler alert. Anyway. It doesn't. Mm, it's all right. Drink's not that good. Anyway. Okay. On to the movie. Two drinks in a bar. I like that the movie is silent at the opening. I thought that was weird. I was, I, you know what I did? I stopped the movie and opened it again. Because I thought there was something wrong with the sound. <laughs> I think, But it, then it was like, bang! I'm like, oh, no, that sounds right. And that's why it's silent. Yeah. But also music and sound is a big part of the movie. It is. You would almost say that the music is the best thing. It is. It is. <laughs> Whitney's singing is the best. I didn't look up. We mentioned in the last uh, thing, highest selling soundtrack. It is the highest selling soundtrack. And if you... Count it as a female solo artist album. It's third on that list. I the think. Bodyguard official, the Bodyguard official soundtrack album became the best-selling soundtrack of all time, and the best-selling album by a female artist of all time. Yeah, well, if you count it as a female artist album, worldwide the sales are over forty-five million. In addition, Houston's cover of I Will Always Love You sold 20 million units worldwide. Um, that's when you had to buy units. Yes. Becoming the best-selling physical single by a female artist of all time. It is, yeah, above Shania Twain's Come On Over. So if you can, well, this is one of the issues with people counting it as the highest-selling female solo album of all time is that on this list, the artist says Whitney Houston slash various artists. 
It is driven. It's a Houston-driven album. It's a soundtrack, but it's essentially a Whitney album. But Shania Twain, if I was, I'd be asking the judges. Not Shania, not Alanis. Alanis Morissette. So Shania Twain is estimated be a, 40 or 39, there, 39 or 40 million. Uh, and then Alanis Morissette is third with 33 million. And then Celine Dion is in the next two spots. Ooh. With thir- uh, Falling Into You, 32 million. And let's talk about Love, 31 million. Wow. 30 million of those people bought it just for. My Heart Will Go On. Prompts. That was 1997. And then Adele's 21 Ugh. and Madonna's The Immaculate Collection, which is really a greatest hit, so that's disqualified in my mind as well. It's still an album by a female artist. Yeah, but it's not an album. It's a greatest hits. So fresh, an album anymore. so fresh isn't up in the high-selling albums of all time. People make a bunch of singles on a disc. Well, the most that recent one in the top... 20 is Adele's 25, uh, which has sold 22 million. That's from 2015. Yep. Uh, Anyway, Carol King's Tapestry, $25 million. Anyone, Mm. any others you want to talk about? Um, No. Let's move on. The, I like this era of drama film because it is simply shot. Yeah. And it's an actual story. Yeah, okay. Like. As opposed to movies they make now where they're not a story. No, they're just, well, this was a blockbuster movie. Yes. That wasn't action blowing up. Like it was a drama movie that's a blockbuster. We don't get these now, those now. Uh, No, not really, no. Like they win the Oscar, Moonlight, um... Nomadland, you know, they're yeah, the, they're yeah. our recent drama films, but they're not blockbusters. Yes. What what did this one take? It took a lot of money. As we said, it was the second highest grossing movie of the year and took four hundred and eleven million. Yeah. I'm not sure Nomadland took four hundred and eleven million. I'm not sure it took four million. Yeah. So but I I like that the budget was only twenty five million. 20 of that on Whitney? Probably. 20 of that would have been on Kevin and Whitney. Yeah. And then the guy from Spandau Ballet, Gary Kemp, Who was, is, the, is, his, is her manager. Oh, is that the really? The British guy is Gary Kemp from Spandau Ballet. Is that really Ballet. him though? Yeah, yeah. Or are you being an idiot? No, that's really him. Oh, okay. It's in the credits. Oh, good. Because now I hate Spandau Ballet then, I guess. He is a dick. Um, and I also hate the Secret Service because Uncle Frank is one of them. From Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I hate Kevin Costner. So Look at you, you little jerk. Didn't say that to Kevin Costner at any point. Look what you did, you little jerk. She is a very good actress. She's all right. She, well, for a singer-actress, yeah. if you compare it to Glitter, yeah. or <laughs> Mariah Carey, or Crossroads with Britney, or a league of their own with Madonna. Or, She's very good. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> or Foxy Cleopatra. Oi. No. Um, she's up there more with that Beyonce and Madonna end than the Britney and Mariah. That's true. End of singer and the actresses. Taylor Swift end. Yeah. What's t- oh, Taylor Swift was in that 
love one. She was terrible. Valentine's Day? It was either Valentine's Day or He's Just Not That Into You. They're basically the same movie. No, Valentine's Day. That late, had Taylor Lautner in it. That late 2000s, early 2010s where movies, they just made the same movie twice. Like Friends with Benefits and No Strings Attached are the same yes. movie. Yeah. And New Year's Day. Uh, yeah, and, and Valentine's, Valentine's Day, Day. Mother's Day. He's Just Not Into that yep. You. Arbor Day. <laughs> President's Day. Yeah. Martin Luther King Day, yeah. that won all the BETs that yeah. year. Um, the hair, I, spoiler, I remembered, no, is when you see the sister. Yeah. The sister seems bad. Is that because I remembered it was the sister or because you're meant to think she's really bad? Uh, uh... I'd, when I first saw her, I didn't think she was bad. I thought she was just really jealous. She is, yeah. Jealous to the point of hiring a hitman. Yeah. But I maybe I just remembered that she was dodgy. Yeah, maybe. She was like, well, you, you knew something was up with her when you first saw her. That's true. But she can, she can sing that Jesus music. Mm, first time he's heard... Um, Church, Church music, music during, during the, week. the week. Yeah. I don't know about that. For a while, did you say? He's an old man. He's heard a Jesus song on a Wednesday, surely. Is he out there all by himself all the time? Yeah, lonely. Far out. Just staring at a, near, a you know, a three-year-long chess game. Yeah, a half-completed game of chess because your God. son doesn't come to visit you anymore. I wrote that it's slow, mm-hmm. but... Then, within the next, within five minutes of me writing that, he asks, she asks him out. Oh, she was not messing around. No, but it's, I feel like they almost rushed a little bit the, she hates him and doesn't want him there. And then all of a sudden she's asking him out. Yeah, I thought there would be more of a setup of, um, he doesn't like her, rather than just like, I don't want you here. Yeah. That's all it was, really. And then it was once they told him that someone wanked on the bed, he was like, well, all right, I'll take the job. Uh, Yeah. Don't tell her, though. Well, no wonder she doesn't want him here if she doesn't know why he's here. Well, that's Bandau Ballet's fault. Fucking hell. One of those Kemp brothers. There are very good songs, but Run To You is not one of them. I love Run To You. What are you talking? (laughs) Boring. Um, did you hear the whole song? Hey, g- <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Do you want me to sing it for you now? No. We don't need to add three minutes to what's going to be an hour, over an hour episode probably anyway. It builds. The song builds. It's about unrequited love. Is it all ballads and Queen of the Night? It's all ballads, Queen of the Light, and I'm ev- Queen of the Night, and I'm Every Woman. I'm sorry, Whitney, and but I keep... that song by Soul System. I keep forgetting... That's what makes it not a... Uh, Whitney solo album, as well as probably the jukebox version, the country version of I'll Always Love You. I don't know who that is. It's not Dolly Parton. Because when I Googled it, it just came up with Whitney's version. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's eclipsed. Apparently, You have to go into like the eighth page of Google results. Yeah. Apparently when uh, Dolly first heard Whitney's version on the radio, she had to pull over because she cried. Yeah. 
She's like, what's this bitch done to my song? No. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, oh my God, I'm going to make money. She's like, oh, look at the... Oh, I can just imagine the check this is going <laughs> to write for me. It's probably not. But because apparently she they... Before the movie, they, you know, got yeah. her permission. And then it was a while until the movie came out, she forgot about it. Oh, really? Dolly forgot that she gave this permission for them to use the song. Hopefully her lawyers didn't forget. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably just like, how much? Uh, just a flat fee, whatever. Movie, Kevin... Oh, not Kevin Costner, no. Kevin Costner was good in the oh, early yeah. 90s. Yeah, it was probably when he was, was good. Pre-Waterworld. It's pre-this. And pre-Postman, which pre-post-man, you don't even know. Man, which I was a movie. Um, the... I'd like to know, and I don't know if this has come un- come into your research. Probably not. <laughs> did, the, did the trailer have her singing the song in it? Um, because if it didn't, that scene where they're in the bar and the old man is singing on the jukebox is funnier. It makes this her singing that song at the end more impactful. Right. Um, so then if you know from the trailer that she's going to sing that song at the end, it takes away a bit from that bar scene and the impact of her singing it at the end. Hmm. Should I pause so we can listen to the trailer? Jeez. Thanks for listening to Two Drink Cinema. If you'd like to support us further, head over to patreon.com slash Cinema. As a patron, you gain access to exclusive bonus episodes and can contribute to the making of Two Drink Cinema. The support of our patrons can help us go from a D-grade flop to a box office blockbuster. Patreon.com forward slash Two Drink Cinema. Cheers. So we did take a break and we watched yeah. It's a Shit Trailer. It is a terrible trailer. There like are- the line about the cocky black chauffeur makes it, it into the trailer and I don't think that's necessary. Well, no. And... Whitney's not in it a lot. It's called the bodyguard. Most of the trailer is Kevin Costner's wooden lines. <laughs> and that's he's that's how he talks through the whole movie. Too. I actually didn't mind that too much. Because he's, he's meant, meant to be, be serious. Shit. Oh, oh serious, yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh but But you can have some inflection in your voice. Well, I think he, He's just meant to be, and I think the point of a Secret Service bodyguard is that they're not showy and they are flat and background and nothing. Yeah. So maybe that's what he's going for. Yeah, I think so. But at the like at the same time, when it's you're not being the bodyguard, when you're being her lover, maybe that's what makes him so good at being the bodyguard is because he's naturally plain and boring in the yeah, background. True. The qu- that wasn't why we watched the trailer. No. I Will Always Love You is not in the trailer. Not that trailer, no. So there might be another one. Who knows? I, a modern, more modern trailer. So I think that makes that scene in the bar where they're taking the piss out of the song better. And then when she sings it at the end, it's even yes. better. So that's them. She sings it at the end because they connected in that bar on their first date. Yeah, that she forced him to go to. Yes. But then they were, it was very tense between them. And then a minute later, they're having sex. Yeah. Because I wrote, the, the tension built up between them is very good. Oh, now they're having sex. There was a, it was kind of, it did go from like zero to 100 
pretty quickly. Like, I hate you. What are you doing in my house? Blah, blah, blah. To, oh, let's have sex. Well, you saved my life. I should reward you with sex, basically. Well, quite possibly. It's based on... Not based on a book. No. I thought it was. No. Uh, It's based on uh, a rough uh, biographical story. No, I don't know. No, well, this says it's based on Houston's own personal bodyguard, Welshman David Roberts. But they wrote the movie before she was hired. The bodyguard, well, this is walesonline.co.uk, apparently. The, the Bodyguard was one of the most iconic films of the 1990s and elevated Whitney Houston to being even more of a superstar than she already was. But it turns out that the character, famously played by Kevin Costner, Frank Farmer, was based on Houston's own personal bodyguard, Welshman David Roberts. That is incorrect. Because Lawrence Kasdan wrote the story, in first wrote it in the mid-70s, and it was originally a vehicle for Steve McQueen and Diana Ross. Oh, yes, I did read about Steve, Steve McQueen. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, he so, wrote it in 1975. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And she would have been the queen of the night then too. Oh, yeah. 100%. There's not too much scored music. There is a, actually, there is a fair bit of it and more than I remember, but the, the, I, for some reason I remembered the music. I don't know if it's because I used to have the... Um, soundtrack on my iPod. Yes. And so when it was on shuffle, sometimes the score would come up and it's just like that dum dum. Dum dum. Trumpet yeah. theme. Very 90s minimalist. Um, but, they're not, but then there's silent when he's fighting the guy in the kitchen. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like when movies are brave enough to not. Put music in a scene to use silence. Mm. It's very good. It's very underdone. And also, this continues our um, podcast of movies scored by Alan Silvestri. <laughs> oh, I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see his name on the credits. So, in the past what month or six weeks, we've done Back to the Future one, two, and three. Yep. Death becomes her. Yep. This, we've done another one of his. I promise you, uh, with The Witches. That was was last year. Um, I promise you the movie we have is not scored by Alan Silvestri. Okay, I'll remember that because I know all his movies. Yeah, so it it could be any other movie. Yeah. It doesn't narrow it down very far, (laughs) but it rules out probably 30 to 40 movies from the entire (laughs) Hollywood existence and beyond, because we're going to do some uh, beyond movies, we're oh, not just doing beyond Hollywood, Hollywood. Big ones. Yeah, shit. Yeah, I've got a uh, Bollywood one coming up for you next from 1987. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I can promise you, Alan Silvestri has not scored <laughs> a Bollywood movie. She calls her sister a slut. I couldn't. Yeah, it was. It was... She said, "You knew she was a sure thing." Didn't you? That yeah. She the, calls her sister easy. The relationship between the sisters was weird to me. Yeah. Clearly, 
she, she clearly, she obviously very jealous. And I was like, that's why we're getting famous together. Yeah. So we're not going to be jealous of each other. But it's also like, and this movie is also proof as well that the younger siblings is more talented. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Um, but that the older sibling has to manage everything that's going on. Yeah. I'll give right. you that one. I promise. Please don't hire someone yeah, to kill say, me. <laughs> I promise you, I won't hire someone to kill you. Should we do a duet? Jesus loves. We're not me. singing a Jesus song Hold by the lake. The That's my bit. Yeah, because <laughs> Whitney comes in at the end, steals the good harmonies, and yeah. adds all the little runs. It's weird because she's just sitting on the frozen lake, you know, sitting near the lake in the snow, singing a Jesus song, and then. The look on her face, then Whitney starts singing and the sister's like, oh, fucking leave me alone. I'm yeah. just singing by myself. Just Do you really have to sing. ruin every moment? Where is your son? But also, that was probably the signal for the killers. That's where we are. Oh. Yeah, I doubt it. She probably just told them the address. But if you were a killer, just wandering through the woods going, I reckon she's somewhere around here. And then you hear a gospel song. You'd be like, oh, okay, well, that's yeah. where the black singer is hiding out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think, I don't know if you, again, I don't know if your research found this. I feel like in a couple of scenes where Whitney's character mm-hmm. performs live. Yeah. Do you think they recorded her voice live? No. Nah. She's a very good mimer. Um, she's, but some of the shots, especially the queen of the night performance. Oh, that was clearly mimed. That was, but then also like out of sync thinging. And I was like, this is, there's too much going on here. Yeah. Just, I just want to watch Whitney sing a song. Well, I think, (laughs) and then that scene does go further with, there's a lot going on because there's people up on the stage and then she gets taken off and whatever. And that very weird looking Guy. The blondie. Oh, he's a weirdo. <laughs> in that scene where she's like, he's like carrying her off or whatever. And then yeah. it's like weird close up of random weird looking blonde mm. guy, punch. I'm like, well, it's him. It's him. Yeah. That's the guy. Yeah. It's a weird, that, that weirdest looking guy in cinema. That's him. No. No. I'm like, oh. Yeah. What else is he? He can't have done much more than that, surely. Was he in Silence of the Lambs or do they just look the same? <laughs> I don't know. When did Silence of the Lambs come out? Maybe we should The year before. That. Oh, okay. We'll have to wait four years. No. <laughs> for the Bible. Who does play? Tony Pierce, his name is. He's a weird looking dude. Yeah. And he has been in Blood Money, Trances 3. Big Bully. Wow. And Attack Force Nam. Do you know how they hired him? They did the auditions. Yes. What they did is that they, like, Kevin Costner, the director, and Whitney Houston, and the casting person were all sitting in a room. And then they just called people in. And when he walked in, Whitney was like, bah! So, like, you're hired. You're <laughs> creepy. Get in. Um, he was also in Dances with Wolves. Oh, there Another you go. Kevin Costner. He was in Near Dark as Highway Youth. That came out in 1987, so we could watch that. 35 years. Wow. No, thank you. Uh, he was working up until 2015. Anyway, that's all about him. <laughs> that's his whole career in yeah. two minutes. I didn't write a lot of notes in the second half of the movie, actually. I didn't write a lot of notes full stop. I wrote, The Confident Normality of Costner and His Dad. 
Oh, that was a nice touching thing. Yes. And then it was like, oh, now I love you even more, Kevin, says Whitney in her mind. Because her dad still cuts up the carrots himself. Yeah. The, I, I tell you what, this actually, re, this holds a world record, this what movie. More? The most mentions of Ronald Reagan in two hours. Oh, well, that's That Reagan thing. That, that Reagan thing. Oh, that's because that, that was his Didn't incident. Reagan get shot? Reagan, Reagan, Reagan. Jeez. Reagan, the actor? <laughs> that's because that was his thing. That's what made him leave the Secret Service. Yeah. Because of the guilt of going to his mother's funeral instead of guarding Ronald Reagan. Against Jodie Foster. Yeah, I know. Which is also why he doesn't want to get connected to anyone. Because if he has to go to Rachel Maron's funeral, he will will avoid his bodyguarding duties for mm, a day. But in in real life, he did go to Whitney's funeral. Oh, of course he did. Someone got shot that day too. Um, really? He did a eulogy, did Kevin Costner. Well, they must have stayed friends. Um, yeah. Brett's talking about when, Whit- when actual Whitney, Whitney actual died. Whitney Houston died. <laughs> 20 years, 10 years ago. Did he sing? Oh, God, no. A few people did sing, though, didn't they? Yeah, probably like... Beyonce. Nah. Bobby. Oh, Bob, yes. Yeah, Bobby Brown. No. <laughs> no. Bobby Houston. Bobby Houston. Christina Isn't Bobby. Bobby Christina. Bobby she Christina. too. Oh, yeah. yeah, she died first? No, she died not long after, I think. So I don't Doesn't know she have a niece? Gone. Or she is a niece. She's Dion Warwick's She's niece. She's someone's niece. Whitney Houston is Dion Warwick's niece. And she's, her godmother is Aretha. Yeah. Because Sissy Houston, her mum, used to sing backup for Aretha. Yeah. I don't know if that's true, but that's stored in my mind no, somewhere. No, I'm sure that's true. Was that in the Jennifer Hudson movie? Oh, Sissy spelt with a C, by the way. It is. Sissy Houston, knee drinkard. Uh, after a s- successful, yes, so she was a backup singer. Did she ever hire somebody to kill someone? She's still alive. Sissy? Yeah. That must be where all the money is. Emily Sissy Houston, born September 30, 1933, is an American soul and gospel singer. After a successful career singing backup for such artists as Roy Hamilton, Dionne Warwick, Elvis Presley and Aretha Franklin, Houston embarked on a solo career winning two Grammy Awards for her work. Oh. She's the mother of superstar singers, uh, singer Whitney Houston, the aunt of singers Dionne Warwick and Dee Dee Warwick, and a cousin of opera singer Leontine Price. Oh, right. So Sissy Houston is Dionne Warwick's auntie. Right. Not Dionne Warwick is Whitney Houston's auntie. So Whitney, Whitney and Dion are cousins. There you go. Second, once removed. Let's not go into that. So she had her auntie as her own backup singer. Yeah. Auntie Jenny, if you're listening, <laughs> you're in. When we go on the road as a yeah. when, Sam oh, well, and Dave no. tribute show or something. Jenny will be my backup singer and you'll be the assistant. And I'll be the sister, not Gary Kemp. No, you'll be the sister. And not the guy that hires Kevin Costner. No, you won't be him. Or I'll be all of them in one. Because yeah. I'm a control well, freak we'll and see. couldn't let anyone else do anything. We'll see. They don't make dramas like this anymore. 
I've said that at the start, <laughs> but it's on my notes here. Okay. It's um, not very well received critically. Because of Kevin? Uh, it has a 35% approval rating. Oh. On um, the, what's that place called? Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes. Tomatoes. Yeah. It's a classic though. Um, or yeah. is it the soundtrack? It's iconic. Okay, yeah, yeah. Doesn't mean it's good. That's true. Con Air <laughs> comes to <laughs> mind. Um, the film is listed in Golden Raspberry Award founder John Wilson's book, which we're going to have to buy. Oh, I yeah, think. yeah. The official Resi movie guide as one of the 100 most enjoyably bad movies ever made. That is a terrible sentence. Because it was nominated well, for... Log into Wikipedia yourself yeah. and change it. <laughs> um, no, that's the title of the book. I can't change it. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant the whole sentence that it was, ends with that. Anyway. Um, nominated for seven Razzies. Wow. One of which I think is pretty harsh. But also Oscars, wasn't it? Two Oscars. Songs. Both two songs. Yep. Which I don't think you're allowed to do anymore. Um, it was nominated for Worst Picture... I've got something to say about the Oscars in a sec anyway. Okay. Worst picture. That's harsh. Worst actor. That's not so harsh. Considering it's her first movie, worst actress is pretty harsh. That is harsh, yes. Right? She's mm. also better than Kevin. Um, and just going through this list, a movie we've reviewed recently, Worst Supporting Actor, Danny DeVito. <laughs> just going to keep... The Batman Returns. Yeah, just going to keep going through. They didn't like um, what's that movie called either? Basic Instinct. The Bodyguard. Oh, worst screenplay. Um, worst new star, Whitney Houston, which doesn't make sense. But also, um, worst new star for Co- Kevin Costner's crew cut in The Bodyguard. <laughs> <laughs> and also, worst song for Queen of the Night. No, no, I'm sorry. That is, if I'm run, it's run to if you. If I'm ever a drag queen. That is my opening act. Yeah. Don't it's put run, run to you, you in your It's act. that Joe Cocker song that's randomly in there. Which one? I don't know. It's in there for two minutes, but it makes its way onto the soundtrack. Again, that's why it's not a female solo album. Um, yeah. Can not, I say not, something about Oscars? Is it... Is it the actual Oscars or the depiction of the Oscars in this movie? The depiction of the Oscars <laughs> in the movie... The reporter from Batman 1989 hosts it, whoever he is. Yeah. He's got a couple of... He's an actual comedian, I think. Yes. Yeah. He's got a couple of jokes that are questionable by today's standards. Mm-hmm. But then the script that they write for Whitney Houston and that guy oh. to present those jokes are terrible. I am also interested in another award this evening. But Best actor would... <laughs> would... The Academy and the people who run the award no. ceremony I don't, I think have I someone nah. presenting a nah. category they're nominated in. Well, she's not she nominated. Didn't write the song, but she sung the song that she wouldn't. It's not like no. it's not like Beyonce got up there and was like, "Here's a Oscar Dream Girls." Yes. Well, because it didn't win, but it, yeah, but it wouldn't be like you know the star of a movie doesn't win Best Picture. That goes to the producers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not like, 
Leonardo DiCaprio got up there to present the Oscar to Titanic. No. Like, they don't yeah, do yeah, that yeah. stuff. No, that was badly written. Uh, yeah, I think... I think maybe these people that made The Bodyguard didn't have a lot of experience with the Oscars. They had more experience with the Razzies. True. Um, I don't think it's such a bad movie. I don't think it's worst picture worthy. Well, maybe 1992 was a very good year for movies. It's the second highest grossing. It is a good, it is a good year for movies because we've already had Batman Returns, Aladdin, Death Becomes Her. Mm. Basic Instinct, worst actor. Sylvester Stallone won um, Best Worst Actor for Stop or My Mum Will Shoot. Is that, that Estelle Getty? And, and, yeah, and that, she won Worst Supporting Actress. I'm putting that on the list. Good. Your list or my list? I can't look at your list. Uh, that's, we'll, okay, in two weeks we'll do it. <laughs> I'll put it down here. Stop or My Mum Will Shoot. I still Getty. That's... I'm... I'm Actually, looking forward to that one. You know what I love about the Razzies? This is a little poster. bit off topic, but it's not. Hi- it's him standing behind her because she's tiny. Yes, um, <laughs> that's a really funny thing. Um, I love the Razzies because they're clearly just taking the piss. Yes, when they do like um, worst, like in the nominations for the Bodyguard, it was worst newcomer, and it's the haircut. The haircut. It's like last year's nominations where it was like. Worst screen duo, and it was like Jared Leto and that Italian accent he tried to do, or yeah. stuff like that. And it I was, love when they take the piss out of that. Dear Evan, uh, dear Evan Hansen, for Evan Hansen and any character that pretends it's not weird that he sings all the time. <laughs> I'm I'm going to go pick a movie because <laughs> I had a whole episode prepared. Well, and then we had the COVID. This could go back to the Razzies from this year. Do you know they they did plan a sequel at one point? Um, Costner contacted his longtime friend Princess Diana to star in a sequel. Ooh. Then she died. Um, she agreed. The first draft arrived the day before her death. She well, read the script. No, I'm, I'm not, not going to go. Make any I'm not going to go. <laughs> um, speaking of Princess Diana, the musical. Of the Razzie movies that I watched for Razzie episodes this year, yeah. that's the one I could not finish. That's a good sign that it's bad. Yeah, it thoroughly deserved the number of nominations and wins it got at the <laughs> Razzies. One, why would you pick, you'd think Princess Diana and Musical? You could do that. Y- yeah. I don't know how well you I don't, could, I, I don't, don't know how easily you could do it tastefully. Yeah, I was going to say, how could you do that and be respectful? You certainly couldn't if your genre of music was rock. Would it have been like in Death Becomes Her when they did a um, a disco, disco musical. musical based on a Tennessee Williams play? Yeah. Well, <laughs> a rock musical based on the life of Princess Diana. No. No. It, it's just like... And then they cast a woman to play the queen who actually... Is a terrible singer. Yeah, that seems like treason. And they have all of the servants as like this Greek chorus thing that keep adding lines to the song and telling us as an audience things as mm. backup vocals. Yeah, it's weird. And in the space of one song, she has both children. Oh, bang, bang. Yeah. It's a long song. 
I didn't get up to any Paris Tunnel song. Right. Good. But any fans of The Office will think of the song that David Brent wrote for Princess Diana that then he sings to Dawn the Receptionist. But part of the song is something about driving through the tunnel and David Ricky Gervais is going ching, 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 ching on the guitar, (laughs) singing about driving through a tunnel. And at that point, Dawn goes, I think you wrote that for Princess Diana. He goes, still applies, still applies here. (laughs) I don't know if that David Brent song made it into Princess Diana the musical, but if it did, it couldn't have made it worse. Good. Should we go back to the bodyguard? Yeah, please. Should I... Tell you my least favourite part of the movie. Um, when there's no vodka in the orange juice. You've already <laughs> mentioned that bit. Random two-second Debbie Reynolds cameo. I wrote that. Why Debbie Reynolds? And I wrote it so emphatically that the H is capitalised. Because I oh, I'm like, <laughs> you know, in my mind, I went, there's no H in Debbie Reynolds. <laughs> It's not Debbie Reynolds. There is a H in Y. Yeah, there is. I was typing so fast that I didn't take the shift off quickly enough. Why Debbie Reynolds? I didn't get it. Was she just like there that day? Like when they were filming? Like, hey, Debbie, Debbie, can you just say, I thought she was a bitch or crazy bitch or whatever? Yeah, but there's like earlier in the movie, but she doesn't say, I thought, I always knew she was crazy. Yeah. Is Debbie Reynolds crazy in that 80s and 90s? Well, her daughter is. Yeah, so that makes it even worse for yeah. Debbie Reynolds to say, I always knew she was crazy. That's, I don't understand it. Because her daughter probably did have a breakdown there backstage a, at the Oscars. There are a lot of things I don't know. Like, Kevin Costner's meant to be great, great, all this security thing. But then when they are at the cabin, yep. they're all the adults are just like, oh, singing Jesus song, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, where's the, the kid? kid? Yeah. How many times did they say, where's Fletcher? Because he is too busy trying to reconnect with his father. Yeah. And is that deer or elk? Yeah. Footprints and plain uh, chess. No, clearly human. Um, but then it was like, then other things, you know, it was just like too easy for them to keep nearly getting killed. Yes. And don't go to the Oscars. Well, it's because it was an inside job before we get back to the Oscars. Yeah. Because yeah, it was yeah, done yeah. by the no sister. No matter what. There was always going to be information getting fed in. And I guess there was too. Because at the start, you thought that the creepy guy that's trying to kill her is also the... Killer. The kill, the, is the, the stalker is the killer. Yes, that's but what there's you think. a stalker and a killer. Yeah. No. And the killer is the... Uh, ex-colleague of Costner. Yeah, the convenient. If it wasn't him, she probably would have got shot. What do you mean? Well, the only reason why he became suspicious... That it was happening now. It was happening now is because his mate, whatever his name was... Yeah. I I forgot his name. Um, Gardner. It's not that, but... I have it somewhere. Portman. He... um, Spoke to Kevin Costner at the Oscars. Yep. And then was like, oh, I'm here guarding the host. Yeah. Um, but then later when the host is there, like, who are you talking about? Then he clicks. So if it wasn't gonna, if it wasn't conveniently somebody that A Kevin Costner that Kevin already would have talked to, then he wouldn't have known. 
That's true. Yeah. Okay. So it's not a great movie is what you're saying. Oh, it's a good movie. It's just convenient. Well, in movies, there are lots of things that have to be convenient, as we've discussed. I still didn't get the orange juice. You know what I mean? Like, why orange juice? Well, it was making a point that he doesn't drink because orange juice is something that you can easily mix. Orange juice. Could have been Coke. And she has rum and Coke. Oh, I think she's had enough of that, though. The, uh, oh, the, uh, the second worst thing about the movie was the final shot. No pun and the, intended. And the third worst was the jokes on her auto cue oh, on the teleprompter. So but also presenting. All, these, all these people backstage... That is just like, she's having a, she's not, she's like, you're ruining, you're driving me crazy, fuck off. Yeah. Her sister just got shot. Yeah. Like, but also. Give her a break. Yeah. Her sister got, just got shot and they would all know that she's got stalker issues. Yeah. And. Which is another reason why she wouldn't present that award. Like her sister got shot. She's, I'll rock up just to get my award. I'm not presenting others. Sub somebody else in. But she's determined to live her life. Yeah, well, she almost didn't. It's dumb. I I find those kind of things dumb. It's not my blood. Excuse me. He did get, he did get the run across and pull her down, being in front of her right. Well, that's his job. That's so. a, no, but as an actor. Oh yeah, yeah he got yeah, that right. right. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a fact. It's one of only a few movies where. Like they depict the Oscars in a movie and then the movie is themed for Oscars. Oh, really? Yeah. There's not many. I'm not, don't ask me for the list because I don't have it. I saw it before. California Suite is the other one. Is it because there's not a lot of movies that depict the Oscars? Maybe they think it's some sort of like, you know, um, jinx. Curse. Jinx it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Or if you make a movie good enough, I'm at, it's a jinx, I guess. It doesn't matter. If it's a jinx, it's a no, jinx. Because the Academy are watching it. <laughs> Fucking talk about me. Oh, X. They've got that wrong. You're going to lose that award to Aladdin. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, it Aladdin's also, a great it's a, movie. It's also a better song, which pains me to say. Prince Ali, fabulous he. Yeah, no. A whole new world. Oh, okay. Not the, the best song in that movie. We'll come to it later. Arabian Nights? No. Oh. Not the genie song. The genie song's good. Friend like me. Pull one yeah. out. Yeah. The one where he's jumping through the market. That's good. Who's he? What's that song called? Um, One Step Ahead. Yeah, One Step Ahead. Yeah. One Step Ahead. Aladdin, <laughs> does, Aladdin does have the best movie songs in a Disney movie. Uh, Brave Call, but maybe we'll get to that later this year. Lion King's good. I haven't sung a note. Sanjiba. I haven't sung a note of Whitney Houston. <laughs> um, the manager's a dick, picking up the blood stain. Oh, what is that? He knows he's going to be able to sell it for money on eBay that doesn't exist yet. He's a dick. I hated him. I hope they. I hope she fires him. Can I go back to a bad line? Just one. Yeah. Whitney says to Whitney says to Kevin. Have you ever... No fucking freak is going to run me off stage? No. No. 
Have you ever liked anybody? Oh, yeah. Like she's 14. Like, like, liked? What do you yeah. mean, like? Oh, you know, like, like, liked. And it's so it's well within his rights to go, what do you mean, liked? Yeah. Because, like, we're I'm adults. 40 years old. Yeah, we're <laughs> adults, Whitney. <laughs> um, the dickhead manager. Gary Kemp from yeah. Spandau Ballet. So he's all like, Kevin's like, I'm trying to protect her, blah, blah, blah. Then they change the plans on him. And like, we're going to this club to sing a song. Yeah. And then Kevin's like, you can't just change the plan. Oh, then he has to come along. And then while she's performing, fuckwit manager says, do we have a communication problem here? And yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. you're not communicating yeah. with him. Not the other way around. Do you think he thinks he'll make money if she dies? And that's why he doesn't care. I don't know. He tries to... He, Surely she, he'll make more money if she lives. He does make a comment about selling the story. Which then and at it's the good start, publicity, he says. Which then at the start almost makes you think like he's... A part of it. it. Yeah. Maybe he had a wank on the bed but just blamed it on the stalker. Yeah. <laughs> he masturbated. Yeah. Confronting. I don't know. She seems to have a lot of managers. She has... Um, she's got Mr. What's-His-Name that hires Kevin. Devaney, yeah. She's, she's got, got the sister. Yep. She's got Spandau Ballet. Yep. Does she need that many managers? Well, yeah. She's Whitney Houston. Well, that's true. She's Rachel Marin, which yeah. is Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston would have had... With more acting. Yeah. Would, well, what would do have you th- had this. She would have had an assistant or two. Yes. She would have had a manager and a PR person and a dealer. There's a lot of people there. True. The they're doing a there's talk of the bodyguard remake. Yes. Okay. What do you think? Matthew Lopez, Tony nominated playwright of The Inheritance, has been hired to write a reimagining of the iconic Whitney Houston film The Bodyguard for Warner Brothers. I think you could do a modern a modern take on it. To bring in like social media and stalking and that kind of stuff. Yes. The Lawrence Kasdan uh, is one of the producers. Okay. He wrote the original. There, well, this article's from 2021. So I don't know if there's been updates, but the couple of combos they've talked about are Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson. No. Very good. I didn't know Chris Hemsworth could sing, but that's fine. Uh, that was a joke. Yep, Channing, that. Um, and no. Channing Tatum and Cardi B. Nah. Oh, uh, I think that's okay. I think that's okay. Because I think if it is, whichever way around it is, the the modern take w- could be that the female is a bodyguard. Yeah, that was my joke. Yeah. So it could be like Michelle Rodriguez. I'm just trying to think and of Harry like a Styles. woman. Yeah. Doesn't need to be a big butch woman. Though. And like That's the Harry thing. Styles or like Shawn Mendes or some shit. Yeah. Someone that's like really famous and has screaming fans. But maybe hasn't Justin done. Justin Bieber. But I don't want to see him act. But maybe hasn't done movies. Like Harry we know can act. But Whitney hadn't well, yeah. Whitney hadn't acted. I'm looking forward to Harry Styles and Florence Pugh in this other movie. Okay. Yeah. yeah that yeah. looks good. Same I like Florence Pugh. I do like Florence Pugh. Um. So that was from Variety in 2021. I think it could be good. One of the things, when this article came out, I remember a lot of comments on Facebook going, oh, 
I don't even want to see Cardi B try and sing I Will Always Love You. Like, you are missing the point. You're missing the point. The song will be WAP, all right? Yeah. It will be a Cardi B album. It yeah. won't be... She'll be a rapper in the thing. Yeah, it won't be they're remaking Whitney Houston. It's not like A Star Is Born, um, like Lady Gaga sung the same songs that Barbara Streisand, that there were the same songs that... Yeah. Um, Judy Garland sung. They, they did, wrote. They each had their own songs for their own style. Yeah, I think, I think it's fine. I think this is one that's actually fine to do a remake of, if you do it in a different way. Yeah. All right, and then they'll put you know something in there like Kevin Costner is Channing Tatum's dad in the Snow Lake. Yeah, scene they'll do or something some, like something that. like that. And uh, that kid, Whitney Houston's kid in the yeah. movie, he's been in other movies. He should then be the bodyguard in the new one. He could be the singer in the new one and a female oh, bodyguard. Oh, yeah. Or, I would, <gasps> or a male one and make him gay. I would be 100% behind a gender flip for this movie. Yes. I'd actually be more on board with a reimagining if they gender flipped it. And if they don't gender flip it, then it has to be Ariana Grande. End of story. Yeah, that's probably true. And then it can be another movie with Ariana Grande and Leonardo DiCaprio, DiCaprio in it because the age gap is appropriate for Leonardo DiCaprio's dating yeah, history. that's true. <laughs> um, let's take a short break and then we're going to do some Google reviews. Let's have a chat. An open, honest chat. Join best mates Lee and Jeff as they strip back everything, literally and figuratively, to have an open conversation about life. No pants, no problems. Make sure you subscribe on your favourite platform so you don't miss an episode. Join the conversation by following us on Facebook and Twitter at No Pants Pod. All right, some reviews from Google. The one stars that I've found are average. This one says, movie sucks, Whitney song is okay, the soundtracks sell better than the movie. Well, that's, well, they both sold pretty well. Yeah. This is a terrible waste of time. I love Costner and Houston. I guess I just didn't get it. Finally, someone on the Google reviews acknowledges that they didn't get the movie. I purchased... This is a five-star review. Okay. This is all in capitals, by the way. Ooh. So, But I'm not going to yell it. It's a lot of work. I purchased the movie and watch it many times over the last 20 years. Then it broke. My remarks are she is great slash great singer and actress. They both were great. Yes, great. And I, for one, would love to see more movies in Hollywood with white and black actors starring together or staring together in these kind of films. This would bring America closer in today's age of negative slash fighting slash name calling on many different groups of Americans. Yes, I have lived for 72 years and this is bad. May God help us all. Amen. Oh, amen. Well done, Gary. 23 people found that use. Gary's putting a black square on his Instagram for sure. If he knew (laughs) how to do it. Yes. Gary's getting his granddaughter to put a black square on his Instagram for him. Gosh. Jessica's trying to be funny. Oh, no. In this one star review. False advertising. This movie makes no sense. 
Whitney Houston is not Kevin Costner's bodyguard. <laughs> You're a fuckwit. <laughs> I'm giving this an unhelpful. Gosh. But three people found this helpful. Reading through all the audience reviews made me feel kind of sad. Sure, this movie not might not be the most amazing ever, but they still tried. And think about this is was really good movie. And I love it so much. I think it was great. And those that don't think it was good, well, you are way too picky and should pros be a critic. Oh, okay. <sighs> this one says, even the great Whitney Houston's voice and the great Kevin Costner's acting couldn't save this flop. Just too unbelievable because he's got heaps of experience in oh, yeah. the pop yeah. star realm. The plot and dialogue are simply not savable. If it had been two unknown actors doing this script, we would never hear of it again, and that is probably the best fate for this flop. Just came here to hear I Have Nothing, but I really appreciate this movie. I really love it, and I will never stop watching it. Rip Whitney Houston. Oh, jeez. What have you got if from... If you're just uh, going to watch a movie for the song... Just put it on Spotify. Yeah, I'm going to listen to the soundtrack much sooner than I watch the movie again, i.e. before we recorded tonight. Um, now, I'm, I've, I'm on the Common Sense Media. Okay. The newest part of our show. There's only one parent review. She says Ooh. it should be age 16 plus. For the shooting? A lot of swearing. Sexual content, including referrals to masturbation. Ooh. Violent and one murder. One murder? The title has great messages. Too much violence, too much sex, too much swearing, too much drinking slash drugs slash smoking. Were there drugs in it? Nope. Maybe behind the scenes. There's a kid review. It was 1992. You could not name a Hollywood movie that did not have drugs behind the scene. Fern Gully. Nah, probably. <laughs> Christian Slater. Robin Williams doing lines. Someone from Byron Bay in the movie. There was yeah, drugs too. Anyway. Great suspenseful movie, this kid says. I think that The Bodyguard is a movie that if it didn't have the 10 F words in it, then it would be PG-13. It also depends on how much your kid could handle violence and suspense. The whole thing is very suspenseful and the plot is disturbing. As far as violence goes, this is not very gory compared to other R-rated movies. Is this rated R? Yeah. Oh. It is very scary in some scenes, like the plot is that Whitney Houston is being stalked and the stalker is sending her letters with the words, the B word. (laughs) (laughs) Turns out he was not the one trying to kill her. Well, spoiler alert. There are a couple of riots at concerts that are scary. There is a scene in Minnesota at night when Frank hears the dog growling by the singer's room. (laughs) He loads his pistol and runs upstairs and kicks down the door. But someone downstairs is shot. This is spoiler (laughs) frenzy. And Frank chases the shooter in the woods. The ending when we find out who the killer is, surprised they don't just say it, is very intense. He has a gun and is aiming for the singer when she is on stage. He shoots, but Frank takes the bullet and shoots him. The scene is very bloody. Some drug use like smoking and drinking. There is one scene where Frank and Rachel are in bed, but nothing is shown. That's a good review. That's a good review, but also spoilers. Spoilers. Yeah. That I feel like when the some of these are kids reviews are like 
teachers are like, we're going to review this movie. Yeah. Get on and write something. Okay. I did not cry. We're going into Minquo. Oh, are you? Oh, you've you got a thing. I've all, got it. You've got it. Yeah. Right. right. Accidentally pressed equals. Don't worry. I haven't ruined any formulas. Uh, it's a big house. Um. Yes. It's a. It's a. Whatever the maximum is. Three. It's a three house. Yeah. Okay. Arousal. Ooh. There is a masturbation. Like well, the guy's horny for Whitney, the stalker guy, and they obviously. do have a sex. They do have sex. She has a <laughs> she has a kid, which is the result. There's of a sex. bit of horniness from the sister. She does pass him. Try the to. world is horny for Whitney. Yeah, but not. It's not crazy. It's oh. not a sexy movie. Like a three and a half. Ooh. I was going to say a three, three, three. Full compromise on a three. Okay, not much Alcoholic. of a compromise when that was your yeah. thing. Oh, there's a bit in it. I'm going to go a 3.75, which means you decide whether it's 3.5 or 4. 3.5. Okay. Yeah. Coke or Pepsi? Well, neither. It's Whitney. Behind the scenes. It's Whitney. Yeah, but we like the red can of Coca-Cola. I didn't notice either. Yeah, I'm going to go a zero. Um. Is orange juice an option? No. Okay. Sorry, Kevin. Stand-up ability. I think it's good in the stand-up ability. I think it's good with the stand-up ability because in terms of like effects and that. That's what I like about another thing about this thing of the way they shoot drama is that it's not special effects. It's just actors and cameras. And there's nothing really other than a bit of the fashion and the Oscars um, that... Dates it? That's true. The stand-up ability is probably in... Um, I'm giving the stand-up ability a four. I'm going to give it a th- three and a half. Yep. Memorability. I remembered quite a bit of it, I actually. remembered all the songs, but that might not be from the all movie. All the songs, <laughs> yes. I'm giving um, it a four in memorability. I'm giving it a three and a half. Okay. Did we just repeat ourselves? Yes. Yeah. No, because there was bits like... It's already I scored above. Already, yeah, Connie. <laughs> I don't remember that it, the sister hired the guy. I remembered that the sister was a baddie. I remember that she died, but I thought she got blown up in the boat. Oh, okay. Yeah. I remember that, I remember that she got shot. Um, anyway, it's quite memorable. Impact. I don't know. Because Whitney didn't go on to then be in a whole lot more movies. I will give it one point for Run To You. I will give it one point for I Have Nothing. I will give it one point for The Queen of the Night. And I will give it two points for I Will Always Love You. No. Because she would have released that album anyway. No, she wouldn't have. She wouldn't have released another album. She would have released another album, but she wouldn't have done those songs. Why not? This movie gave us that song. It has an impact on the popular culture. It's impactful. It's always referenced in popular culture still. Okay, so what are you giving it? uh, I want to say five, but I'll give it a four and a half. I'm giving it a three and a half. Because you're right about the popular culture thing. It impacted the world. 
So much so that it's taken them 30 years to think about doing a reboot. Yeah, because you can't you can't do a reboot. Nostalgia. Mm, I don't remember watching it as a kid. No. I'm giving it a two. I'll give also give it a two. Quotability. Do we count the singing uh, of the song? We ask this all the time and I can't remember. Well, let's go back to another musical. What's another musical? Sister Act Singing 1's in the rain. quotability is 2 and 3. Sister Singing Act in the Rain's two. quotability is 4 and 3.75. I'll give it a 2.5. I'm going to give it a 3. For the songs. For the songs. Well, if it's for the songs, I give it an 8. Well, do you want to give it a 3.5 instead of 2.5? I'll give it a 3. Okay. Overall, it was... <sighs> It was all right. As much as I've said I like the simplicity and the storytelling of the drama, it was a little bit slow, but then also had some quickness. I did not care for Kevin Costner. Yes. Care about him or care for his performance? Either. Nothing about it. I'm going to give it a three and a half overall. I'm going to give it a three. And you're giving it a three. Yeah. Okay, so because you've done the formula for this sheet, it works. Good. So the Chad score is a 9.5. Right. The S. Minquo score is a 39.5. Ooh. So overall, it's a 49 what? out of 75, <laughs> which puts it above Cabaret... It puts it one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eighth. That is scarily close to Back to the Future. Yeah. Um, wow. Yes. So the Bodyguard Forty Nine puts it above uh, Cabaret, our other musical. And remember, the new scoring of Cabaret is high on the horniness. Yeah, I suppose it gets let down by nostalgia. That's true. So that is the bodyguard. Oh, interesting. Lee, I have a question for you. Yes. What are we watching next week? Oh, okay. All right. So I am doing a movie, which I have not done the release date for in the spreadsheet. Oh, okay. Okay. It was released on the 20th of August, 1992. Oh, okay. Okay. 92. We're running out of movies that were made in 1992. No, we're not. Okay, continue. Uh, and it grossed 80 million at the box office for great. an investment of 3 million. Oh. Yeah. Is it? Oh, this is going to be an Australian movie if it's that shit. Directed by Baz Luhrmann. Is it strictly ballroom? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, four points. Well Ooh. done. Uh, you, if you didn't get it at directed... It's going to be Australia because it's shit. It's so shit. Um, oh. You didn't give it uh, directed, you would have got it at Paul Mercurio. Starring Paul Mercurio <laughs> and Sonia Kruger. Tara Maurice and Bill Hunter and introducing the world to Sonia Kruger. Now, the fact I found, this is very interesting. Well, there's a spoiler alert for impact. I mean, if this introduced us to Sonia Kruger, yeah. that's an impact Minus of a five. five. 
The film received a 15-minute standing ovation when it played at the Cannes Film Festival, where an agent of Rank Films promptly snapped up the UK release rights for a million pounds in cash. Wow. So they were so impressed by the movie. Impact is huge because Baz Luhrmann. Yeah. Like, it's five out of five for Impact. Mm -hmm. The fact that Baz Luhrmann gave us Sonia Kruger, I still value Baz Luhrmann. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of Sonia. No. Particularly even before she said shut the borders. I I never really (laughs) liked her. Um, Rigidly dance hall was my synonym. Strictly rigid. Yep. Dance Dance hall hall, ballroom. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, if you hadn't got Glad it by I got then, it before that because that made no fucking sense. Yeah, you would have got it at Paul Mercurio. Yes. Uh, it also features something that we referenced two weeks ago in our special uh, effects discussion of us playing Lovers, Lovers in the Air in, yeah, by yeah. John Paul Young. All right. Um, let's do a known for. Oh, shit. I want to do a known for because we've done six degrees every week. Yeah. And this is an Australian movie. And we're not going to get a known for. Well, no, you have to go about, through Baz Luhrmann to no, get a six degrees. About six degrees. The whole thing of the six degrees of Kevin Bacon, right? Yep. We have not done one Kevin Bacon no. movie. <laughs> we could. Everything can connect to Kevin Bacon, but we haven't done any of his movies. Uh, let's do Hollow Man from <laughs> Kevin Bacon. Oh, God no. Pick his shittest one with Elizabeth Shue as well. Flatliners. Pick his shittest one. That's a tough call. Anyway, what are we doing? Not top four. Uh, we are for? doing a Baz. known four for Baz Luhrmann. Okay, good. Okay, if it was anybody else in the <laughs> cast, give me a known four Obviously. for uh, no that one. Um, the first one for me seems quite obvious. Well, one of like <laughs> they're, yeah, they're obvious. What else has he done? Oh, I don't know about that. I've picked four, so I'm going to do that now. Um, 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 oh, this is really difficult because I can't think of a fourth. Done. Only because we just mentioned it. All right. Oh. In the number one spot. Is Moulin Rouge. Moulin Rouge. Yay. <laughs> but he is credited as the writer of oh. all four of these movies. Yeah. Okay. So two points for me. Two points for me. Okay. The second one. Is it Gatsby? Australia. Oh, I had that third. I had that third as well. Ooh, one point for me, one point, one point for, for you. The third one is Gatsby. Ooh, I had that second. I did not have that. Ooh. And the fourth one, Strictly Ball. Ah, yes. I had that in the fourth spot. So you won by a point. That was a close one. That was. They don't often go that close. I couldn't think of another other Baz Luhrmann movies. That's why I put Strictly Ball in fourth. Well, I just put it because it's one of his movies. It's part of his collection. Romeo and Juliet is the other one. That's what I put in the number two spot. Yeah, right. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, Australia do you want to do a six degrees two. anyway? Okay. We're doing a six degrees of strictly ballroom to, to what we just the reviewed. The bodyguard. The bodyguard. Mark Scheiman. <laughs> um, okay. Whitney. 
was in something with Denzel. Um, I shouldn't be saying this out loud. No. Well, Kevin was in something. He's been in lots of movies, Kevin Costner. Um. Hmm. Yes. Who else is in Moulin Rouge? Kevin Costner. He's not in Moulin Rouge. No. Oh, well, I I have one. Uh, got, oh, yeah, I've got one. Yeah, I've got him four. Okay. Oh, I'm, I'm good at this. I love this one. I'm good at it. Good. You're better at the IMDb. That's why I wanted to do this as well. I need a bit of a self-esteem boost for this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Have you got one? Not really, no. And by okay. not really, I mean not at all. Okay. Kevin Costner was in Robin Hood. Alan Rickman was in Robin Hood. And okay. he was in uh, Harry Potter with Jim Broadbent, who was in Moulin Rouge, directed by Baz Luhrmann. Was he dead by then? Nope. No. I was thinking it was... Uh, oh, okay. Uh, Jim Broadbent and they are. I'm pretty sure they are. Jim Broadbent. Because Dumbledore hadn't been killed yet. Yeah, no, it's fine. And Dumbledore went and got Jim Broadbent. Yeah. Yes. You're fine. Okay. I was trying to go like Whitney was in something with Denzel and I'm like, surely Denzel and Nicole have been in something. I was trying to get from Kevin Costner to Nicole Kidman. But so much so that when I got from Rickman to Broadbent... I went, oh, and Jim Broadbent was in Moulin Rouge with Nicole Kidman that was directed by Baz Luhrmann. <laughs> like, I oh, know, no, that is an extra step Ewan that isn't needed. is, no. Ewan McGregor is train spotting, is Moulin Rouge, is Star Wars. Leonardo DiCaprio. The Beach. Inception has more people in it. What's Kevin Costner Leonardo DiCaprio's in Family Ties with Michael J. Fox. Kevin Costner was in Dances with Wolves with Mary McDonnell, who was in Donnie Darko with Noah Wiley, who was in ER. ER. John Leguizamo showed up in ER for a bit and he was in Moulin Rouge. Six degrees of when they're changing it to six degrees of ER. All right, you can do six that degrees of dumb. ER, and I'll do six degrees of Back to the Future that for everyone dumb. from now on. All right. Um, well, I have a lot more because it's a you've went for ten years. years. Yeah. All right. Watch. Uh, we're watching Strictly Ballroom, which we, one thing we've left out of our episodes is how to watch it. Yeah. Uh, so let me look up on justwatch.com. Okay, no, um, video easy. Strictly Ballroom, uh, for our Australian listeners, is available on ABC iView. Oh, perfect. 
Uh, or you can rent it for three ninety nine on all of the usual platforms, or buy it for twelve ninety nine everywhere except on Amazon. It's nineteen ninety nine. Well, so ABC nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, that's more than if I went and bought it at fucking JB Hi-Fi. It's more than if I went to the cinema to see it in nineteen ninety two. You, me, and popcorn. Yeah. Strictly Ballroom next week. Uh, thank you for your chat on the Bodyguard, brother. Thank you, Lee. Thanks for listening to another episode of Two Drink Cinema. Jeez. Thanks for listening to this episode of Two Drink Cinema. Make sure you've subscribed so you don't miss any future episodes. Please share with a friend and leave a rating and review. It goes a long way to help us reach a bigger audience. This show is produced by Odd Sox Entertainment. For more of Odd Sox Entertainment's work, including the show notes for this episode, follow the link in this episode description. Follow us on all your social platforms and join our Facebook group to connect with us. Thanks for listening. Happy watching and drink responsibly. Cheese. <laughs>